from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Joining us on the Easter Automotive Group Hotline from NC Rabbit Hole, a wonderful newsletter that usually keeps it light and fresh, except today because Jeremy Markovich has gone super political. Jeremy, what's going on, man? No, not too much. I just decided to make everybody mad as well. Yeah, what? Well, so. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I subscribe to the NC Rabbit Hole to be told about strange things like, you know, Mr. Wolf eating Ramses out of a cauldron. That's <laughs> that's why I go for the NC Rabbit Hole. <laughs> you, you want violence and not politics. I don't I want politics. That's fine. In fact, violence, cartoon violence, yes. Politics now. Now, one thing, the, the one thing you did write about today is about the last time somebody decided to switch parties. Uh, in the NCGA, which was, I think, what, back in 19, 1967. But that's yep. not why people tune into this radio program. They want to okay. know where the sand at the Masters comes <laughs> from. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, it's unnaturally... Like, you know how, like, everything is, like, just a little bit unnatural of a shade at the Masters? Yeah. It's kind of, like, the green is, like, that's a really beautiful green, but, like, that's a little bit much. Um, the sand is a little bit too white and the sand's a little bit too white because it's not actually sand. Like, like where I'm at, I'm, I'm, I'm here at Carolina beach right now. Mm -hmm. And the sand is like real sand. It's like tan. It gets between your toes and up and everything. And like, it's annoying. Um, that's not the master sand. The master sand is special, special sand. It comes from North Carolina. It comes from a place up in the mountains called spruce pine. So that, that was, that was the whole thing about that. And, and, uh, the story goes, is that uh, one of the guys from the Masters, one of the old school Masters guys, Clifford Roberts, uh, visited up toward like the Linville area, like Avery County, yeah. playing golf up there. And like, if you've ever been in one, I think Linville Country Club is, was the course. Um, if you've ever been up a couple of those courses, they have like unnaturally white sand as well. Mm -hmm. And the reason why they have it is because there's a mine nearby near in Spruce Pine, which mines all kinds of like important stuff that goes into batteries and all kinds of important things. Um, but they have this stuff that just left over called quartz. And they were like, oh, yeah, we just like throw that junk in the sand traps on these courses all up here in the mountains. And, you know, Clifford Roberts and the Masters was like, oh, that's amazing. That would look amazing to have. And they got like 13 boxcars worth of it shipped down to Augusta. You and the prize it. was the folks from the mine got six passes every year to the Masters to go to go check it out. It literally it literally looks like sugar. And 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 I, I should admit, like this is a story that was reported a couple of years ago in the LA Times. And this story in particular, the stuff looks so much like sugar that apparently at the company one time they played a practical joke. They took they replaced like the sugar bowl for the coffee mm -hmm. with with the the quartz, with like the mined quartz that they use in the sand traps. And the guy came by and just like shoveled two two spoonfuls of it into his coffee didn't even think about it and just took a swig and was like spit it out and that was it like it fooled, it fooled even people that worked at the company have you ever been to spruce pine north carolina i have i have it's a lovely little town like way up there it's yeah. got it used to have a nice little restaurant that uh is since closed but uh no they still have a nice restaurant there it's called the tropical grill it's one of the last ah. places in north carolina you would ever expect to find a wonderful cuban meal Really? Yes, I highly recommend. Wow. Next time you go to Spruce Pine, go to the Tropical Grill. Uh, it's a it's a Cuban lady. Uh, they're from Miami. They moved up here several years ago because uh, she put it to me. God told told her to, and mm -hmm. now she has a wonderful Cuban cuisine in Spruce Pine, home of Roy Williams, no less. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking there's a place called Knife and Fork, which is a really, really great place up there, but it's it's been closed for a bit now. So no no shade on, on, on the Cuban restaurant in Spruce Pine though. Okay. So do they only get the passes or do they actually pay for the sand too? I because the passes would be worth a lot. The passes would be worth a lot. You can make a lot out of that. I mean, um, so the the sand was so white that they were just like, again, this is like to the them sand when was they did so it, it was white like the junk. Oscars wanted. The Oscars wanted, yes. Like there's there's you know like a master's sand so white is like a hashtag that should be tra- that should be trending now. <laughs> but like, I mean, so it, it, it is like it was like it was it was so special, but also like such an afterthought that when they originally shipped it down they threw it into 13 box cars they were just like i don't know go get those 13 over there and they were like old coal cars and it mixed in and it was like like too much like black and white all the old coal dust got into it and so they had to do it again and send more down there but like they're sending the stuff to dubai now like it's it's a it's like a like a bona fide thing like if you want your golf course to be like upper level augusta good like mm-hmm. they're sending it like they sent like 4400 tons of it to dubai like 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 the joke is they they sold sand to a golf course in the desert. That's amazing. So that is it's, amazing. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Sand yeah. sand so white. Pablo Escobar is like, yo, where can, I, <laughs> where's the source? All right, Jeremy, get back to the beach, man. Uh, with white that sand that's not so white, but we'll talk to you later. Tan. It's tan. All right, yeah, see y'all. All right, Jeremy Martin. Sand and sand. NC Rabbit Hole joining us here on the OG. Go check out that uh, that newsletter. Always a fun read. Uh, but yeah, I thought that the sand at Augusta would be up your alley, Joe. Now you know, Spruce Pine, which not only provides the sand for the Masters, low-key, one of the best Caribbean meals you'll find in North Carolina. Cam Newton's coming for our territory, Joe. Yes, he is. Cam, Cam yes, Newton, Cam, he is. Cam is not, the, the former Panthers quarterback uh, does not have a job, and it doesn't look like he's going to be getting a job anytime soon. So he's really devoted to his YouTube channel right now. And he's actually content. he's 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 a pretty good content machine, man. So you you had highlighted this clip where Cam's talking to some some high schoolers about their prospective recruitments, and I guess we have to interpret something that he says uh, in relation to who wants you and who doesn't want you, and whether or not he was trying to compliment some of the triangle schools. I don't know. Here's Cam Newton talking to the Utes about their college choice. Somewhere Debbie is smiling. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> NC State Alabama made it into lunch. Alabama, but Carolina's there too. That's right. So it's That's right. It's bittersweet. So Alabama, North Carolina, and North Carolina State. Just rolling off the tongue for Cam Newton, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but how do you go to a school that isn't offering you? That that one is a little bit of a brain twister too. Look, man. Uh hindsight, On that pinnacle. Hindsight's 50-50. On that pinnacle, don't ruffle. Now you put a person up on a pinnacle. Don't ruffle the lion's feathers. Uh, so Cam, Cam continues. Ruffle the lion's feathers. <laughs> Cam continues. Uh, but I got a catch though. It was senior day. It was a slant. Relax. <laughs> Bro, you better go somewhere where you gotta put yourself first. Because when you play for that G, when you play for that A, when you play for that T, when you play for that AU. Bro, they're putting themselves first. They're bulletproof. 
receiver, DB, nothing. Coach, man, that, those schools are bulletproof. So to think that they want me, they need me, man, bro, they don't need you. So that's he needs, the funny thing. We can sit here and just kind of joke about his delivery, which is to, that's Cam. Well, he's conflating too many points, but he, yes, he, but he, ultimately he's right. He is right. And I've always said this about our Cam Newton quote collection. If you listen to what he is saying, he's actually making excellent points. And of course, you know it's Cam, so he's super compelling to watch on these videos, which is why he's much better at this than we are when it comes to um, you know the content machine right now. Look, man. Cam, Cam, I think it was last week, had put out another one of these YouTube videos where he he decided to unveil his list of quarterbacks he'd be comfortable backing up. And he's on Lamar Jackson. Like, go pay the man. I'll back up Lamar Jackson, too, wherever he lands. And I agree with him. Pay Lamar Jackson. And, yeah, bring Cam along, too, if you want. But all of this gets me back to something that he said last year. Or now almost a year and a half ago. Where remember he got let go by the New England Patriots. And there was some debate as to whether or not they always wanted to go Mac Jones. And Cam Newton was just a distraction and all that. Like he was the screen. There was some debate as to his COVID situation was the reason why they could not get behind him completely. Because he was not reliable with the testing. And they used that as an opportunity to finally just elevate Mac Jones, etc. But he put out a YouTube video. It was like Funky Friday, clearing the air with what happened in New England. And he did it with his dad, Cecil Newton. And this exchange illustrates the self-awareness of Cam Newton I will always appreciate. And it's also a self-awareness that indicates to me he knows he's not going to be back on a team. And that this is ultimately going to be his future. And I'll be curious to see what television he ends up doing. Can we, can we, can we, can we be honest? And this, can, and this can kind of merge organically. Bring it to me. The reason why they released me is because indirectly, I was going to be a distraction. Without if, being the starter. Without being a starter. Yeah. And this was but not how? Gonna come, Verbally or in the locker room? Just my aura. Okay. Just my aura. And, and that's just, and I told you this off camera. That's my gift and my curse. Yeah. When you bring a Cam Newton to your facility, when you bring a Cam Newton to your franchise, People are interested by mere fact they of are who is he? Yeah. Why does he wear yeah. his hair? Yeah. Why does he talk? Why does he act? Why does he perform? Why yeah. does all these yeah. questions? Yeah. So let's just be, let me be honest with you. Come to me. Saying this. Yeah. If they would have asked me, would I play behind? They said, Cam, we're going to give the team to Mac. Okay. You're going to be the second stream. We okay. expect you to be everything and some yeah. to guide yeah, him yeah, throughout yeah, yeah. this tenure. Okay. I would say absolutely. Yeah. Cam. But listen. <laughs> Cam. Listen. The truth of the matter is this. He would have been uncomfortable. There you go. There's And his dad's even calling him out like, You're, what are you talking about? You wouldn't have been cool with that. But you, you appreciate the self-awareness, right? He knows. He absolutely knows. And that's why Cam's career is done. I look forward to seeing what his YouTube clips will provide for our show in the future. He's good at it, man. Puts out some good stuff. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, CBS Sports NFL senior blogger. He is Will Brinson. 
And today's theme, today's theme has been about grifts. And I feel like Brinson really exposed the grift of NFL mock drafts this week by purposely putting out the worst mock draft possible. And congratulations, Will. It worked. Respect to you. Salute, my man. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, I appreciate it. You know, I, this is actually a passion project of mine. Um, I've been... <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of kidding. Uh, I've been wanting to do this for like five. Not, <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding at all. I've been wanting to do it for like five years. And what would happen is I would get down to like, I'd be like, I want to do the worst mock ever. But I was like, I think I want to like, you know, really pour my heart and soul into <laughs> making sure that I anger every possible fan base. Um, and, and so it just, what, what I would get to like two weeks before the actual draft and I would, it would be time to do the Like, I would be like, well, I don't want like my last mock to be this troll mock. Mm-hmm. And so this time, um, now that I'm back to being a senior NFL writer, uh, Joe O, uh, not blogger. Thank you. I've been promoted. I was promoted like a decade ago. No big deal. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, it's a term of endearment. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I, I actually, out, my boss can be the next commissioner of the big 10. Shout out to shout out to Brossom. No, no, my boss really did in lieu of like a pay bump at one point, 10 years ago, it was like, you can be a senior NFL blogger. Does that make you happy? I was like, no, it doesn't. He's like, here's some business cards. I was like, you're a real a-hole for doing that to me. He's like, it's not even a real title at the company either, by the way, you're just have business cards that say senior NFL blogger on them. Now I was like, thank you. EK. Uh, at any rate, I digress. Um, you know, I, I, I had been wanting to do it. And so like, now that I'm writing more, it's just part of like, mm-hmm. w- like what I'm doing at CBS now, which is good. I like to write. It's, it's exciting. Um, but I was like, they're like, we want you to do a mock draft every week. And I was like, man, I've really got a window now to finally fulfill this, this lifelong dream of trolling uh, every NFL fan base. Well, in this case, like, I think it's like a third or two thirds of the NFL fan bases. Cause the dolphins don't have a pick mm-hmm. a bunch of teams traded out your first round picks, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I just tried to, with each pick do what I thought would make each fan base the most mad. For instance, the Panthers at number one, I, mean, I don't want to like, I don't want to ruin is your next question. Like, how did you get here with the Panthers? Cause I don't want you know, it's your show. I don't want to, I don't want to segue for you. Well, no. I, I think you could have gone Anthony Richardson, but that might've been, too I started logical. with Anthony Richardson, logical, right? So no, I, that's I too respect logical. what you ended up at. Yeah. yeah. So, so here's, here's sort of where the thought process in that. And I did actually, I had Anthony Richardson first overall initially because I thought about and, um, I, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll give him some free advertising. He's the best State Farm agent in, in North Carolina. If he, he operates out of Leland, my good friend, Franklin Rouse, mm. if you are in need of insurance of any kind, call Franklin, 1-800-555-DS. <laughs> what, what, what kind of grift are you running now? You're running a grift on CBS, and now you're on my freaking show doing free advertising? Yeah. What are you doing, I'm, I'm, Will? Well, I'm, I'm trying to explain the problem. Look, if I'm going to name check Franklin as the Panthers fan, I was trying to yeah, anger with Anthony just Richardson. He's a State Farm agent, and then people can Google him. Nobody's going to remember the number. He commits. That, he d- commits. Do you think? Do you really think that five 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 is a real number? It's Nobody's going to remember the number. It's not a real number. I made it up. It's a, it's a, it's a bit. But, but Franklin is one of my really good friends, and I knew that my initial thought was, okay, what would Franklin's response be? To Anthony Richardson, I was like, oh yeah, he would he'd be because like, he'd been like, this is ridiculous. Like drafting Anthony yeah. Richardson one is crazy. And then I started thinking, yes, that's true. It may anger some people, but there are enough people who would be like, Cam 2.0 that like Cam, let's ride. Ding, 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 ding. But if you trade two uh, two first round picks and two second round picks and DJ Moore to go up and get like the homeless man's Josh Allen from Kentucky 
at the number one overall pick when he was probably going to be there at nine anyway. People are going to yeah. lose their effing minds. So that's yes. how I ended up coming back and going, Will, Will Levis. No, um, Chef's Kiss, man. Chef's Kiss yeah. on Will Levis. That was the right one. Because, like, going Stetson Bennett, going Hendon, Hendon Hooker or something like Stetson that. Stetson Bennett? Would have, that would have been ridiculous. Outlandish. That's too outlandish. It's right. too outlandish. But Will Levis is something that you go, wait a minute, is he on to something? Is he being re- – wait a, wait a minute. Well, and, because there is a Will Levis hive out there. Well, and, well, that was the thing about this draft, too. It's like this can't – like, you could easily just throw, like, slap, like – 31 random names in here and be like, ha, 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 got them. Like, no. I felt like these needed to be realistic scenarios. Like, for instance, at number two, the Texans, by all accounts, and we don't know how they feel about C.J. Stroud, there's a lot of rumors that actually uh, either Anthony Richardson or Will Levis is their number two quarterback mm. uh, behind Bryce Young. You know, you have the connection with D'Amico Ryans, who went to Alabama. You have the connection with Nick Casario, who worked with Bill Belichick forever. Obviously, you know, closely tied with Nick Saban. And so the, the commonly held belief is that the Texans would love to get Bryce Young at number two. They're hoping the Panthers go C.J. Stroud or Will Levis or Anthony yeah. Richardson, and then they'll get um, Bryce Young. So in this particular instance, we have the Panthers go Will Levis, and then the Texans, as part of the troll job, don't even take Bryce Young even though he's there. So they go C.J. Stroud. Yeah. So they got Bryce Young. He falls in their laps, and they still don't take him. Um and, and then like something the, te- the Texans might actually do. This is though. true. Mm-hmm. This, this, this is the team that could have had the overall number one pick in the draft, but didn't. Swerve. Right. So, Lovey Smith. Yeah, Lovey Smith got him. Um, if you ever want to, like, my favorite Texan story, by the way, is if you go and search, like, Cal McNair, Sage Rosenfels, there's a story about how Sage Rosenfels is like, he told the story. He's like walking past David Carr way back in the day. He's like, have you met, uh, have you met the, the owner's son, uh, Cal? He's like the VP of something like VP of football, something or another. He's like, no, no. And Sage is like, no, I haven't met him. He's like, I just met him. I went to his office. It's like a beanbag chair and a PlayStation. And it's like Cal McNair is just like, okay. he's like 40 like year old Cal McNair is just sitting in there, like playing like grand theft auto, <laughs> like Madden. And then he's like, he's like, yeah, I guess I'll run this place someday. <laughs> and, and so like this, so sure. CJ Stroud is definitely on the table. Um, the, the Bryce young thing at three with the Cardinals, uh, essentially this was derived from a, uh, a miscalculation by our social media team on an Instagram post where they put, uh, they had Anthony Richardson going three to the Cardinals. They forgot to include my mock trade of the Titans going up to three and people lost their minds. Like, okay. The Cardinals could draft a quarterback. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, probably not, but you know, maybe not, but Kyler Murray, yeah, well, Kyler Murray's well, hurt and trades. Well, so why not trade Kyler Murray? Will Brinson, CBS Sports, joining us here on the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovias, and he's put out, uh, arguably and intentionally, the worst mock draft. Or the greatest. So here's... Mocking the mockers. And uh, Joe and I have been goofing on this, and I liken mock drafts to fan fiction, right? Like, these these are things that uh, you can be into whatever it is that you're into, uh, and you can go to a Tumblr page and read all sorts of shipping that takes place between characters and, and whatnot. Will's looking at me like I got eight heads. Um, I'm trying to put <laughs> so it on. It seems like there's a little bit of a La Reveal Magnifico on your part that you're doing some, some tumbling well, yeah, no, and some absolutely. fan I mean, like, look, am, am I, am I, look, am I above going to some websites uh, for these things? No, I'm not. None of us are. Uh, this would be, I'm trying to think the equivalent of, uh, it'd be like fish fan fiction. Like, well, actually, you know what it is? You being the fish guy, you start obsessing over playlists 
and you're like, well, the next show I'm going to, man, I was, they start with like these three tracks. It would be like the most ideal thing ever. And if they close the set and then do the encore with this, like, wouldn't that be amazing? That one might have hit Will a little. Oh no, Will's. Uh, you've obviously never seen. Friends. You've obviously never seen my my numer numerology tweet about Mike Gordon's birthday show, where I was like, see, there like, you go. So you know exactly what I'm talking about. So everybody would... has a thing where they will absolutely deep dive and like convince themselves. Well, when I go to the show, it's gonna be like this. You're doing the exact same thing with the NFL, which gets to the overall big picture. You're you're doing this on purpose. So last week, most mock drafts had C.J. Stroud number one. You did have a couple of Bryce uh, Youngs in there, et cetera, right? But then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they all started to come together. It starts with a Peter King story, and then you've got Mel Kuyper, and then you got Bruce Fel I mean, it Everybody starts to then coalesce around that one pick. So why does that happen, even though we still got two weeks to go? Well, you know, couple of things one i mean like last year for instance um i don't i don't know if i mean like i don't want me to brag here but um Go ahead. by all means well i'm not actually i'm not gonna floor's yours. Like, no, no 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 i'm not gonna just brag. don't give but, out any free state farm advertising but floor is yours franklinrouse.com um <laughs> the, <laughs> i can't wait till franklin texts me he's like why why am i getting these texts about you talking about me on 999 and rally like what are, what are yeah. you doing again um uh no i mean i think i would say this like Here's the best example of all this. Okay. 2018. Around this time in 2018, Bryce Young's minus 300 in the betting markets. Uh, CJ Stroud's now plus 200. As of Monday, CJ Stroud was minus 200. Bryce Young was plus 200. Right? These are reaction. These betting markets for the NFL draft are fully reactionary. That is all they are. Do not okay. read into them as if they know what is happening. They are reacting to rumors, to speculation, to. Uh, big bets being placed and Bryce Young has gotten a lot of action because there's a lot of information being set, like leaked out that he's going to be the number one pick. And by all accounts, the Panthers are picking between Bryce Young and CJ Stroud uh, because they want a guy who's more polished, ready to play right away. It makes sense. Especially when you look yeah, it at so sense. Well, you, you add Hayden Hurst, you add Adam Thielen, you have the five guys up front protecting him coming back. You, you have David Tepper wildly impatient. What, you know, needs to win now, like winning, winning in 2023 is paramount for the Panthers. Now, having said that, the Cleveland Browns in 2018, Josh Allen was like minus 150, and Sam Darnold was like plus 110 to go first overall. Mm -hmm. And on the morning of the draft, we got a very uh, uh, bomb tweet from Adam Schefter and Ian Rappaport each. It sounded like this. It's like, while much of the speculation is centered around Josh Allen and Sam Darnold as the number one overall pick, according to sources, Baker May the, the Browns have focused their interest on Baker Mayfield, number one overall. And then if you looked at the market, he was like anywhere between eight to one to 20 to one to go first overall the morning of the draft. Mm. And by 10, 10 a.m., that market had completely flipped and Baker was like minus 500. You just couldn't bet it anymore. Now, the difference between 2018 and 2023, besides being five years, is that the markets have really tightened up to the point where if that tweet comes out, that entire market is going to come off the board immediately because everyone is going to react to that. And so, like, I think it's worth noting that you have a situation with, like, Will Levis where, do we think he's going number one overall or Anthony Richardson? No, no. we don't. But if you see that tweet on Thursday morning, we're two weeks away from the draft. Anything can happen. On Monday, we're going to see something in Peter King's column or Albert Breer's column, and those are the two that really move the markets more than anything. Sure. Peter King's going to probably drop his mock draft this Monday because he usually does it, I think, like a week and a half before the draft. Probably wouldn't do it the week of the draft. Maybe either this Monday or next Monday. 
And whoever he has number one is going to be the guy where the markets flood that way. If he's like, I think it's CJ Stroud now. I've heard it's Bryce Young. It could be either way. Like you saw this with Trayvon Walker last year. You know, and it's like, you're just, there's going to be a, there's two weeks before the draft. There is way too much movement for anything to be concrete is the larger point of this. There is going to be something that changes. It may not be with number one. I still think that David Tepper, do we believe that David Tepper, all right, let's say, let's say, let's say, Joe, you're, you were like, I, we're getting a new car. Really yeah, quick, I'll I, this sure. Like, sure. We're getting a new well, car. Yeah. And your wife is like, you and your wife, very you know, healthy relationship, understanding you know how to like negotiate with each other in a, in sure, a calm and peaceful so. way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm trying to help you look good. Yeah, um, and you're like, we're getting a new car. And she's like, cool, you pick what car it is. And you're like, mm-hmm. she's like, you have, the, you have the final say of what car it is. Yeah. And you're like, sweet. So you go out and you're like, I'm getting this Nissan Leaf or whatever the hell, the, the you know, whatever cool hipster car you want to get. And you tell her that. And she says... Uh, no, we're getting the Honda Accord. You're like, well, you said I had final choice. And she's yeah, like, yeah. you do have final choice, but we're getting the Honda. You're Frank Reich, and she's David Tepper, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, David Tepper's like, yeah, Frank, you've got final say. And he's like, I want Anthony Richardson. He's like, that's cool. I want C.J. Stroud. He's like, well, but I thought, he's like, yeah, you, you have final say, but I want C.J. Stroud. So you tell me, what are we getting? And you're yeah. like, and you're, you being Frank Reich, you're like, you know what, Dave? We are getting the Honda. That is what we're getting. That's my final decision is that we're getting the Honda. That's how this is working with the Panthers. And like, I'm not even being – like, it sounds kind of like I'm being flippant about it. No. No, I'm well, you know, actually it's actually one of your better analogies. It's actually one of your – it only took 17 minutes to get there. No, but, no, but no, now but I know why you're be, good at podcasting because podcasting is, you know, filling up two hours. What I'm about so, to be anyway. flippant about is the fact that I don't rule out – David Tepper's wife having some influence over this oh, either. Oh, it, it finally took you 17 minutes and 30 she's seconds been, to get to the heart of it. She's been a credentialed media member at every no, pro. She's been a credentialed with the Panthers, like so, listed credentials so you, for every pro so day of these quarterbacks. It. So you finally see it, because I've been screaming this the last couple of weeks. Uh, you can bring 20 different people to all of these events that take place with the quarterbacks. You can have 30 people at dinner, yada, yada, yada. Every single one of these stories starts with and ends with David and Nicole Tepper. It does not matter what Scott Fitterer thinks. It does not matter what Frank Reich likes in a quarterback these people are obsessed with getting the outlier to prove everybody wrong and they're going bryce young and it's going to be a stake will brinson it's never a mistake when i ask you to come on we appreciate it thrilled to come on will brinson cbs you're you're about to get banned (laughs) we'll talk to you later man you guys unhinged man brinson is unhinged sometimes it's the draft season, man. He'll yeah, do it to you. Nah, he's he's snapping. He's he's snapping. That's that's going to be gold in a couple of weeks in the heat of the playoffs. You'll be in the same boat, just just snapping, unhinged in that regard. What's the, the Nissan Leaf? Uh, you never seen one of those? No, it's an electric car. Oh, okay. It's actually pretty cool. Um, I mean, I'd I'd like an electric car, but yeah, I can't. It was not in the budget when it was time to get a new car after my car accident. I did drive a Bronco, finally. I rented a Bronco. It was fine. I might have I overhyped it in my head. I'd loved, honestly, if I, if I had, like, the two-door Bronco, because they, all the tops get removed, like, the two-door Bronco, that'd be a fun car. But I realized I have no practical use for a Bronco. You're not at an age for fun cars, Joe. I'm in an age for, no, that's not true. That's not true. You know what I've realized in my old age? I'm a hatchback guy. I've always liked hatchbacks. 
I've had several hatchbacks. The Honda Fit is a hatchback. I love that car. You have a Honda Fit. You've, you're going to run that thing into the ground? Let's hope. Yeah, let's hope, right? So when it was time to get a new car, that new that new Civic hatch, I was like, that's clean and practical, Joe. Very, very practical. You are at a practical age, <laughs> yes. I am at a practical age. I have not hit that point in my uh, midlife crisis where I'm like, I know what I need. I need a specced out Bronco with all the bells and whistles. Give you it five. Give it five years. Give it five years.